College Park. This is Ramp Office. Good morning! Are they for Bubba Sparks? We're back, boys! Welcome to Hurry Up Offense. This is Alan Etzler. Next to Sean Pelletier, we are Hurry Up Offense. We are Hurry Up Offense. That's the name of our show. If you don't like it, you can get the hell out. Uh, we don't know why I named it that. We just did. We panicked. We uh, do what we always do. We panicked. We picked the first thing we could think of. You know, that's what we do. So, there are plenty of ways that you can get in contact with us. We have a cellular device that we'd like to hear you guys call a couple times. What do we have, like four callers last year? Last year? last Actually, it was last We're, year. Le- well, last semester. We're going to try to top that tonight. We want more <laughs> than four callers tonight. We're staying on until we get to five. If we have to stay on until <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, we'll do so. Literally no show after us, so yeah. it, it's completely possible. Late night, dirty talk radio. <laughs> yeah. So, if you want to call us, the number is my cell phone. If you don't have my number, call here it me. is. <laughs> 301-606-5933. If you don't like your voice for whatever reason, you can tweet us in. We have a Twitter. We answer all the Twitter questions that we get. Uh, we didn't get many of those last semester either. I think we got maybe two. May- maybe two. All from one guy. Yeah. Tyler Lawrence out there. Shout out to him. Brett, Brett Zimmerman sent us a few. That's true. Jimmer for debt. For so if Brett. you would like to tweet the show, you know, you can do that. It is at hurryup underscore offense. Don't forget the underscore. It's that simple. You just tweet us and we read it, we read it on the air and we... Can either say we agree, say we disagree, whatever. That's we can we yell do. at you. We Mike probably Cuss. will yell at you. Uh, also, we have Facebook. Uh, you can like it if you want. We're up to like 24. 20, oh, we, we've we? been stagnant there for oh a while. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 24. We've been there for like three and a half months now. I, is it wrong that I'm impressed that we have 24 people that like us? They probably don't like us. Yeah, they, they don't like us. Well, they don't like the show. They like us. Yeah, okay. Either way. I'll, I'll take you the one as a win. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, so just go on that. Facebook and search Hurry Up Offense, and you will see us, our pretty smiling faces with our thumbs up. And the last way, for those of you that want to send us hate mail, um, it's kind of freaky, but... It's kind of mean. Yeah, it's kind of mean, but we'll take it. Uh, you can email us. It is hurryupoffense at yahoo.com. Another simple one for you, so it shouldn't be that hard to remember that one. So, let's New get, Year. Let's get into the, New to year. the sports. Let's get into uh, our show here. Is there anything else... Going on in your life? You got anything? I just pretty much wanted to say that I'm turning 21. I'm pumped. I'm turning 21 Saturday, which we all know what that means. I am now eligible to run for office. So I'm okay. going to run right. for mayor probably. Vote so for Sean. Vote for Sean. He's now going to sure. use our radio show as a campaign <laughs> platform. Not sure what I'm running That's for. That's great. I'll run for something, though. You're just like every other politician. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I basically am. We got some new segments this year. We think we're pretty clever for coming up with them. We're going we're gonna to get a kick off right now. We're going to go ahead and start with our... Here's new- our brand new segment. Hope you all like it. What the hell's going on out here? What the hell? What the hell is this? What the f- <laughs> Our new segment is called What the Hell, I guess. What we're going to do... What the bleep, actually. Yeah. That's what we're uh, going for there. Every week, we are going to come up with... Find the weirdest news out there just to keep you all informed. We're here to inform the public. So we're going to inform you guys. We branch out from sports, too. Yeah, it we doesn't have to be sports. We don't live in this little cocoon of sports. So it we, could we, be sports. That's all we know, but... <laughs> could not be. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to start off with a story from Florida where a 15-year-old teenage girl 
called the police because her mom was having sex too loud. Sean, that's kind of weird. What uh, would what have you ever heard your parents have sex? You know, let's uh let's move on here. Uh, actually, just, actually, I haven't. And and she called the police saying she just wanted to to like be taken away. She wanted to go to an orphanage because her mom was having sex too loud. Like she can't handle I feel the like, truth. I feel like that's like a matter you, you like work out with your own mom. You need to have a little birds and bees conversation with yeah, that girl. Like what is going? So what did the police say? Did well, they the say? police ended up coming out to her. <laughs> like they came out and like tried to solve this issue. There was an investigation going on. <laughs> and like the mom was like saying that like her and her boyfriend just got into like a heat of passion and, <laughs> and didn't intend to wake up the daughter, but they did. The fact that they have to explain <laughs> themselves to cops for doing this, that's just funny. And um, they ended up finding there was like no like abuse or anything. And the teen ended up just staying with her mom anyway. So it was a happy ending, you know, I that's guess. A, that's a good feel-good story. But that makes for an awkward night. That, yeah. that's, one, that's one awkward conversation. Well, she's probably getting some headphones for Christmas, um, which isn't for another year, so that's kind of unfortunate. Hopefully she has a birthday in between now and then. Uh, headphones, great gift. I suggest them for that woman. Yeah, uh, right, so we're going to move to your story now. My weird web thing uh, happens to be what I heard before I came to our radio station, which is the guys that were on before us. All right, it's not my real story, but they were pretty awful. The, so- the end of the song, though. We'll give oh, that to yeah, we'll, we'll give That's them, part of the show. We'll the give them Buttercup. All right, my story. Coming out of Springfield, Missouri... Springfield, the most common city name yeah, really? in the world. Like, Literally Springfield in every every state. Woman by the name of Suzanne Basham. She's 47. She discovered the crack cocaine that she bought was actually just plain old sugar. So, according to police reports, Basham called the cops to report her dealer for theft, telling them she paid $40 for crack cocaine and was given <laughs> sugar instead. The cops... They, uh, they didn't really know what to do. I wouldn't know, but I wouldn't they, know. they I, ended up going to the dealer, and they asked him if he was a, a crack cocaine dealer. The man said no, and that was all they could do within their within his rights. They then went back and arrested the woman that called the cops. She literally was dumb enough but she to did, call the cops. She off. actually technically did not buy crack cocaine, so they, what did they charge her <laughs> They charged her because police went to the dealer, and then they were turned away, and they arrested Basham for uh, possession of a drug paraphernalia. Because they found a crack cocaine okay. pipe on her. Fair enough. She when she was meeting with when the you, cops. When you she call had the a, cops, make sure you do not have drug yeah, paraphernalia your in your possession. Like only in America. Like that's first grade people. That <laughs> I, I I really hope first graders aren't doing that. <laughs> but uh, so that's gonna be our first. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do it as, when we first start off the show. I like we're it, doing though, it every time. It, we're definitely gonna do it every time. Mostly just because the sound bite we made it was awesome. Awesome. Yes, it was great. So uh, all right. That's our little branch out from sports. Now we're gonna get back to the stuff we actually know what we like what we're talking about. All right, a little bit. So you can say the fr- we're gonna go into some uh, news quick hits, some of the top stories from over the weekend. Why don't you start us off, Alan? All right, as you know, most of you know if you pay attention to the tennis world, the Australian Open was over the last two weeks, and Novak Djokovic won the Australian Open title over my man Rafa Nadal. Uh, in the last seven meetings between these two. Novak has the upper hand by a lot. He's seven and zero against Rafael Nadal. Is he really? I don't. That's unreal. I don't know anybody who's beaten Rafa that like that many times that consistently. That's incredible. And that's weird because the matches are typically always close. So for him to always win close matches, that, yeah, that's got to say something about his and end of the game. Grit. It was like such a back and forth match, and and it looked like Novak was hurt the entire time and wasn't going to win, and he ended up coming back and winning. Kind of an unforced error on. Uh, Rafael Nadal's part that kind of did him in there. Wasn't it the uh, uh, longest uh, title game 
Yeah, longest match yeah, longest. in like a Grand Slam by far. Uh, yeah, it was incredible. I saw Buster Olney compared it to if Roy Halladay were to go out and throw 350 pitches in a playoff start. So. I, I can see him doing that. Yeah, I could do <laughs> I can see that man doing that. You could do that. Well, coming from two guys that struggle walking up steps, I mean, we, we definitely respect them. I don't have playing. the endurance for that. I yeah, know we, that. <laughs> steps are our limit. Uh, five hours of tennis, absolutely not. Steps, we'll give it a try. We will most likely fail and pant halfway It's got to be three flights or less. We're lucky we live on the third floor in our apartment. I'll tell you that for free. All right, uh, another big story over the weekend. Uh, local school, Towson. Their basketball team is just the worst. They uh, Awful. Sn- they snapped a forty game, forty one game losing streak with a win over North Carolina Wilmington over the weekend. So that's good that they're out of that little slump. They are now on a winning streak. Little slump. How yeah. about world's longest slump ever? <laughs> like, like I felt so bad for those. Guys. I'm surprised kids didn't start I, quitting school. I will give them credit though. They went out and they played every game. Like, like <laughs> I give them no, credit you, for playing. When you lose forty four times, you have to like set the bar kind of low in the. F- kind of low and the fact that they showed up every game is great like they kept like they had some pride they tried hard i'll give that to them congratulations somebody need to give those guys a hug <laughs> i'm um, sure they got plenty of them. that's good <laughs> i'm gonna move on to my 49ers little news out of san francisco uh, rookie of the year candidate alden smith was arrested this weekend on charges of dui in miami beach yeah, he's just partying enough apparently this guy cannot handle the beach <laughs> he, uh, apparently today like there's a story came out like he was literally swerving all over the road, and his uh, what's it called, blood alcohol content or whatever. Yeah, that, that little w- thing. That was uh, two times the legal limit in Miami, so that must have been ridiculous. It's kind of funny. Uh, I uh, don't really. If you if you seen Anthony Davis's tweets at him, like he was killing Alden Smith today. It was, was funny. He? Yeah. See, I don't. I don't. Uh, D- all right, drinking driving, bad thing. Okay, but I don't honestly think that it's the worst thing in the world i mean how many people out there have drank and drive and not been caught but when someone does get caught they're the worst person in the world i don't know i mean it's stupid yes it's stupid but yeah it's stupid people do it all the time especially if you're famous i think you can afford a taxi (laughs) most likely even a limo millions call someone ncaa news ncaa football news season is over but ncaa president mark emmert is reiterating his support for a two-game four-team bcs playoff to determine a national football champion uh, he's voiced his opinion in the past. It hasn't done much. Now he's doing it. I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, I don't. This is kind of newsworthy, but it's kind of not because he's done it in the past. But he's he's really letting it be known to everyone that that's what he wants. It needs to happen. So hopefully this is one step moving forward towards that process. Yeah, there's definitely a little glimmer of hope here for the BCS and all that nonsense that we have to go through. Uh, yeah, give give the world what they want. You know that'd be a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You got any? You got any other news? Oh uh, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, we have like millions of. I don't know we're, why. I asked we're that. going away from little news here though, and I might spark a little rumor mill going on. Yeah, but nice, the Lakers nice. appear close to signing Gilbert Arenas. They're in talks with him, uh, maybe showing some interest, and also in Agent talks zero. In talks with making a trade to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Ramon Sessions. What would they be giving up? I'm not really sure, but he's like a backup point guard, but he's pretty talented. He just sits behind Kyrie Irving, so. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see Kyrie Irving beat the Celtics the other night? Oh, on his own? Yeah, his move was sick. On his own? Yes, they had a 12 I think they had like something like a 12 run to end the game against Boston. And his, his was, move was... wasn't the, four guys on the quarter? Uh-uh. I, I think they all took a be- took a seat on the bench and were just watching him. But oh, that's crazy. But he did great. I mean, he's Ky- awesome. Kyrie Irving, runaway rookie of the year right now. Yeah. I don't I don't know. A lot of people are starting to notice uh, uh, Rubio out there in nah, Minnesota. He's not... He's looking he's great, not, though. He's not... Top, he's looking good, but he's not... 
Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to throw another name out there. Whatever. Yeah, don't don't try to play so, devil's advocate with Roman me. Roman Session, that's a stupid trade. But, you know, whatever, <laughs> if you like it. Uh, something that kind of was interesting to me, uh, over the weekend, it might have been actually Friday, there's, there's two assistant coaches keeping their jobs in the NFL that looked like there was no way in hell they'd be returning to their teams. I'm talking about Cam Cameron of the Baltimore Ravens and Juan Castillo, the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. They are both returning next year. Cam Cameron strikes me as the most interesting scenario of them both because Cam Cameron single-handedly, I feel, all right, I'm all right. That's a stupid that's a stupid thing to say. I'm not, I'm going to stop myself before I say it. His play calling was horrendous all year. His draw play on third and 10 or whatever with 2 minutes to go against the Patriots was awful. Uh, him and Joe Flacco clash, and if he's the if he's the future of your franchise, I think you might want to get a coordinator that agrees with your quarterback. But They've decided to bring in uh, Jim Caldwell, former Colts head coach, who, in my opinion, was one of the most lot, pointless coaches in the NFL. A lot of coach movement going on this yeah. offseason so far. I mean, we, we've only, I mean, we're technically not even in the offseason yet, and there's already been, like, what, 10, 15 hirings? Yeah, there's a lot. It's it's unbelievable. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen, like, an offseason where this many people have been, like, changing teams and retiring and unretiring. I know Bruce Arians retired and then unretired. Uh-huh. Is, kind of a little bit ridiculous but uh, uh caldwell he's an interesting thing to me because i think that i honestly think that he was one of the worst coaches uh we're gonna take a call real quick i'm gonna keep talking about caldwell though because caldwell in my opinion he was <clears throat> he was the coach that did the least for his team in the nfl last year i honestly think that they gave him a fake microphone i think they gave him an xbox 360 microphone told him to told them that his microphone was live and just let him play calls, and it was just a dummy thing, and it was just stupid. Uh, so that was a stupid thing. But the thing about uh, the other guy that was retained, which is Juan Castillo, the defensive coordinator of the Eagles, he was getting a lot of stuff in the beginning uh, about his defense. Like they had one of the best defensive people, personnel-wise, defenses personnel-wise, and they were not doing anything with them. Uh, towards the end of the year, they kind of cleaned it up. So I think that's why he kept his job. But I still think that's kind of Weird. I don't know. So those are the those are the coaching changes. I'm also hearing a rumor that Todd Haley, former head coach of the Chiefs, is oh, talking with God. the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have to deal with this crybaby again? I like I him as an offensive coordinator. Him. I would love him in Pittsburgh. All he does is cry. Because they're trying to move to a pass-first offense, and that's the guy to do it. Yeah. You got any more news? Yeah, I'm going to move on here. There is also more talks. Seemingly to surface, as they've done all year with Dwight Howard of the Orlando Magic. And the Magic have really been struggling so far this year and really look just look like they don't even care. It, they've been bad. They're getting killed again tonight. Yeah. Wait, who are they playing tonight? Let me check real quick. But yeah, Orlando, they gave up that huge lead to Boston. Yeah, and then they only scored 56 points. Uh, where's the game? The here? problem is Dwight Howard, though. It's the turmoil with well, they only, they only lost by five to, but they lost to the Sixers. But they only lost by five, so they came back a little bit. But, geez, they're struggling. It doesn't look like any of them care. I, don't, I, I honestly think it is time to deal them. I don't care where they deal them, but I think it's it's time to to go somewhere else. It looks like we have a tweet coming in from somebody, and well, can we? Is, all right, you can read that. All right, Tyler Lawrence tweets us: Cam Cameron never trusted Joe Flacco because he sucks. And he throws a lot of checkdowns because of that. Well, I know you're high on Flacco. How do you feel about this? I am extremely high on Flacco. And he, 
for all intents and purposes, he won them that game. He won them. He threw the game-winning touchdown to Lee Evans, and Lee Evans did not make the grab. Although I do think if they reviewed that, he might have made a football move with it. it might have been a catch, but I'm I'm beyond that. Joe Flacco will be a great quarterback in the future. He's got the arm. He needs to get the consistency. Yeah, that's I mean, all, that's always been his problem. People, people really bash that guy for not being an elite quarterback. But honestly, how many elite quarterbacks are there? Like, not every team is going to be maybe? blessed with a god at quarterback. Yeah. Like, you have to take what you have. And I think Joe Flacco is a pretty damn good option. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I don't get why people bash this guy so much. I mean, he's, he's obviously not elite. I'm not going to sit there and say he is. But he's got a good arm. He makes accurate passes. He's gaining some consistency with his accuracy. He's a big guy. He's tough to bring to bring down, and he seems like he's a pretty good leader. And for for him to say the whole he throws a lot of checkdown things, they showed all throughout the playoffs that his receivers do not get much separation. They realized Torrey Smith at this point in his career is just a deep threat and is just running go routes. He's he's learning, and he he will become a better route runner. But at this point in his career, they're just shattering a safety over top of him. That's eliminating him. They're playing physical on Anquan Bolden, and Ed Dixon just needs to be his more consistent too because he's shown little spurts where he can play and Dennis Pitta the other tight end they got a good situation down there in Baltimore and I think Joe Flacco is the man the man to run that offense I think he's going to be a great quarterback alright we've got another tweet from uh, BZ Jimmer for Brett uh, Pittsburgh wants to go back to their tough running game style is that Todd Haley? My question is why? Why do they want to go back to the, They may because, say they want to. Because Mendenhall is not that good. And look at their receivers. They're and great. And their receiving core is stacked. And they have two great tight ends. You sit there and you look at Wesley Saunders and Heath Miller, and they're great. And we have a caller, so we're going to stop and answer this call real quick, and then we'll get back to this. Welcome to Hurry Up Offense. Who are we talking to? It's Matt. Matt who? Conway. How you doing, Conway. Matt? What do you want to talk about? Oh, Alan's one of my buddies on the uh, <laughs> air right now, and I was calling it. Uh, have a conversation about the soccer game that's coming to Landover. Soccer game is coming to Landover? Uh, uh, for you guys who don't know, at the end of May, Team USA men's uh, national soccer team will be going up against Brazil in Landover. Um, it's going to be a huge friendly, I guess. Are you going to be going to the game, Matt? Uh, I believe I am. Uh, what do you want to talk about? What about the game? Um, do you think it's good or bad that we got this game to come to FedEx? Uh, this is a, that's a good question, actually. I think it's I think it's a great thing. Uh, soccer is becoming a more widely known uh, sport in this area. I mean, we have DC United, and hopefully, we are building this Olympic team or this uh, national team up to a, a powerhouse that it's never been. So I think it's great. We got to get some more fans, and hopefully, it's a packed house at FedEx. I don't know what the capacity is there, but I hope it's sold out. That's what my next question was. Do you think that this area has the support for USA Soccer that's going to be needed to pack the house, or is it going to be an embarrassment? You know, I personally think that they are going to pack the house because after the men's World Cup team did pretty well a couple years ago and the women's team did pretty well, uh, I, I think that soccer is kind of being put on the map, uh, so to say. And I, you know, I think that, that FedEx is definitely the capacity. They have a bunch of seats. They're, I think they could fill up quick. And I'll, I'll add to that by saying, D.C. is the nation's capital. This is America playing <laughs> soccer, boy. We're going to fill that up. We're going to win this game. This is going to be huge. I don't, is, this, is this game even going to be televised, do you know? I'm sure it will be. It has to be. All right, thank you for calling, Matt. Anything else you want to say? That's it. All right, thank you. Thank you. That was Matt.
to hear about soccer on the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't get to talk about it enough. Uh, it's definitely a rising sport in popularity. It's the most popular sport in the world, just not in our country. Yeah. We should we should get on that a little bit. Uh, come Olympic time, maybe. Uh, are we getting back to this Pittsburgh thing, or are we say we had everything we had? Oh, to say? Pittsburgh. I was just gonna say they have Mike Walls, Brown, and uh, Sanders out of receiver. That maybe they draft a tight end this year. But Big Ben, he shows that his his hurry up offense and his two minute drills are great. He's a great quarterback. He can make plays happen. As much as they want to have a running team, I mean, it's, it's a nice compliment, but I think that the team that they've built, somehow they, they need to be a passing team, and I think Todd Haley would make them a great team. I think if he goes to their team, I would, I would put him as one of the favorites in the AFC. So that's what I have to say about Pittsburgh. I just got a text. Uh, FedEx is 100,000 capacity, and they... Uh, more. They oh, La- Landover's 100K. Hold on, I'm confused. If it's FedEx Field, they removed a lot of seats. Uh, this it's past not quite season. 100k. It's not even close anymore. Now we're behind Dallas uh, as far as. Seat well, capacity. well, they packed the DC. Like they packed the DC, so I, I assume this will be packed. Yeah, it, it's going to be packed. Uh, any other news from you? Uh, I'm done on the news end. Over I got here, two man. more. Jeez. One of them is Victor Martinez. He had surgery on his knee, and now six weeks from now, he's going to have another surgery on his ACL. So. A lot of people were wondering why uh, Detroit went after Prince Fielder. Do you think this has a plays a role into that? Why they went after him? Uh, well, definitely gives them some assurance um, in the lineup without having without having Victor. And I, I honestly think that's going to be a huge loss for them. But I'm really interested in to see how their whole defensive like team shapes up because they're awful now on defense. If you look at their team, I mean they lost Inge. Is Prince going to DH or is he going to play first? Well, see, that's what they're that's what they're trying to figure out because Inge, Brandon Inge is an above average third baseman, but now he's becoming kind of a trade chip. So, I mean, if they trade him, then Prince Fielder has to play first, at least until Victor Martinez comes back. Um but if they don't trade him, then I think they by the end of the year they're ending up asking Victor Martinez or Prince Fielder and Miguel Caprera to switch off at DH. Sounds good. Yeah, I say if you're in Detroit and you get season tickets, don't get them on the first and third baseline because <laughs> you're going to be pelted with balls. It's going to be bad. All right, uh, that's going to do it for our quick hits on news. It wasn't very quick. I'm yeah, pretty man, sure that I'm took sure. up like 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Good thing we're going all night, boy. Yeah, we have no show after us. We can run over as long as we freaking want. Let's go. Uh, all right, we're going to head to commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl a little bit because I'm sure everyone watched all of it. And then we're going to have a little debate about which All-Star Weekend of all the four major sports is the best. So if you want to tweet us in and be included in this conversation, this feel is, free this, to do so. This is a conversation you guys all can uh, contribute to, so we, we encourage you to, to call in. All right, we'll be back with that. This is Hurry Up Offense. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was looking kind of dumb with her finger
place and they say it gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media man beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid See what we did there? See what we did there with that song? Talk about All-Stars, we played an All-Star song. It's clever. We're clever kids over here at Hurry Up All Fans. Yeah, that was my idea. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of that song, though. Well, I was in third grade, so yeah. that counts. I think I did a Jump Rope for Life thing with that song. Yeah, and they did it a lot of, uh, remember school assemblies? Those were the coolest things ever. You got out of class and just watched videos about not committing suicide, and they'd always play that as an inspirational song. Them in Lincoln Park? Yeah, I remember like it was yesterday. What school did you go Ooh. to? Went to a bunch. I was a rough. I went to a rough part of town. <laughs> Paul Walker. I don't remember any of those schools. <laughs> I don't remember any of that stuff. Really? They played That's Lincoln crazy. Park and freaking Smash Mouth. It was great. All right. I don't remember much about elementary school. Hey, we're we, we're doing a show here. Uh, let's talk about the Pro Bowl. Uh, oh yeah, because that's real important, right? <laughs> for those of uh, those of you uh, that bet on the score, which I'm sure a lot of you did. Actually, there are some sick people that did. They went to Vegas and bet on this game. How stupid are you? They wouldn't be sick. They're just stupid. <laughs> Maybe they were sick, which led them to be... St- I don't know. All right, AFC ended up winning the game 59-41 to over the NFC. Uh, Brandon Marshall, yeah. MVP. MVP, record four touchdowns. And the funny Didn't thing he have is... he like seven catches? He had, uh, he had six catches, 176 six catches? yards, four touchdowns. He had six touchdowns so in the regular he, season. He had more touchdown catches than he had regular catches in the game. And yeah, he didn't even do that well in the regular season. That's crazy. Yeah, but the, the Marshall, shot, where were you all year? Here's a, three things that I uh, learned from coming out of the game. Brandon Marshall needs a quarterback in Miami because he he can be good if he has. But the thing is, he like took a Matt shot Flid. at his quarterbacks. Matt going, Flid. No, he's going to the skins. Uh, Matt Flid. Brandon Marshall 
at, at the end of the game, he was talking to, I don't know, Susie Colbert maybe. We'll just throw her name out there. She's she's a sideline girl. Um, he was pretty much saying, this is what happens when I have a good quarterback throw me the ball, which was kind of a, like a little shot at his quarterbacks, but he has every right to do that. They don't, they're not trying down yeah, there with Chad Henney. quarterbacks Henny. suck. Yeah, Chad Henney's awful. Um, my other thing, Mike Mayock, shut up, man. Just <laughs> shut up, okay? This is not a serious you're the game. You're worst. <laughs> you, you're sitting there teaching us stuff. We don't want to be taught. We want a funny... I honestly and think... Then, that, no, the funny part is like <clears throat> he's sitting there trying to teach us, and then he wants to go out of his way to tell us 16 times that they're having fun and laughing. <laughs> Thank you. They're in Hawaii. <laughs> I'd be having fun and laughing, too. I think the greatest idea would be get, get like a comedian that kind of knows football... Frank just Caliendo. Get him, just get him out there and have Even him call the game. Even though he's not that funny. It'd be, if he, oh, yeah. He's it, all, he's yeah, all him. Impressions. They need Chris Berman out there for one. And I don't yeah. know who else. But who? anyone but make Mayock. Actually, God. there's a lot of people I don't want on there. Troy Aikman, don't be on there. Troy me. Aikman, Brian Gumbel. Uh, all right, so that. And then I learned, I, I thought it was pretty funny that uh, Dalton and Newton each started for their respective uh, conferences the whole second half. They literally let them be out there the whole second half, and that's when the defense started playing seriously. So they just got murdered out yeah, there. Yeah, Kim Newton struggled. Which was wow. even more of a reason that Stafford deserved to be there over Newton. He had a better year. Yeah, he did. He, I he think did. Stafford deserved to be there, but whatever. This was not a serious thing. It's it's fan voting, man. Yeah. People love Cam Newton. Uh, you can't really fight it. I love him, but whatever. Matt Stafford deserved it. Uh, a shocking thing that I saw, um, I think it's kind of stupid, you get more money winning the Pro Bowl, which is $50,000, than losing the Super Bowl, which is 40000 Why would a winner of a, of a meaningless game get paid more than losing the biggest on. game of the season? I thought they got 25000 Losers get 25000 oh. Winning the Pro Bowl gets 50000 Losing the Super Bowl only gets you forty okay. k. And they, even if they make the Pro Bowl, they don't get to be on the roster. So that's really stupid. Not a fan of that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. That, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The, the Pro Bowl is kind of a stupid, like, just yeah. overall. I think that one, when we, we'll get to this, but the NFL, you guys suck at this. This is literally the worst thing you guys do is this all-star, quote-unquote, all-star weekend. You guys don't even get the best players. The people who are in the Super Bowl aren't playing. It's just stupid. It's just bad. Um, So I think we both can agree that the NFL does all-star weekend the worst. Now, the question is... What don't we agree on? What don't we agree on? And that brings us to the newest segment of the new Hurry Up Offense. And we're going to start it off right now. It's time to duel. That's right. It's our new segment. Dun, dun, it's dun. a great song. What uh, movie is that? Uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly? Yes. That is the movie. Clint Eastwood, you're a bad man. <laughs> All right. So we're going to try and do this. Me and Alan disagree quite a bit. Uh, we like, we're both stubborn guys. We like to think we're right. So our arguments are going to get pretty heated, but Thinking not this we're one. Right. I know I'm right. Yeah, we know we're right. Uh, oh, this is just a, kind of an argument. This one, we're just trying to get into it. No big deal. It's not going to be heated. Uh, we're going to talk about... I don't know what he's talking about. I might punch him in the face. Whoops. The uh, other soundbite started. Whatever. You all wanted to hear it. Um, what was the other wh- soundbite? What the F? Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to start this off. The debate, like we said, which, which of the four major sports being baseball, football, hockey... And basketball, basketball. does That's still a sport. You know? Does the uh, All Star Weekend the best? Uh, so you can start it off if you like. I Which pick one? NHL All Star Weekend, and if you guys disagree, you're all wrong because you never watch it. They get everything right. It's full of entertainment. It's full of awesome like moves and fun, lighthearted people. But there's still some competition involved. 
money goes to charity. It's great. They get it right. I, I'm just saying, they got the fantasy draft. The last pick gets a car. He gets a car for being picked last, like the guy in dodgeball. I've never been a fan of someone in pro sports getting a car. Like MVP of the Pro Bowl, I'm Brandon sure Marshall got donated. a car. Why, why? What do they need a car for? Brandon Marshall gave it to his mom. I understand that, but I'm sure he's bought her a car before. Come on now, it's stupid. Don't give out cars. And on top of that, they get $15,000 donated to a charity of their choice. That's awesome. I love hockey players. They're so, they're so cool. They have the skills competitions. They do speed, like the, the fastest skater in the, N- in the NHL. Uh, they do goalie races. What's more entertaining than watching a goalie in those huge, gigantic pads skating around like a Mack truck? Uh, just about anything else. It's awesome. You have no idea. Shootouts are super fun. I know you were even entertained by watching Patrick Kane do the Superman shootout. It was insane. Best moves. I chuckled a little bit. It's not your typical hockey game because it's more high scoring, good offense is played all the time. You see a lot of crisp passes. Like The offense is good, and the defense is off and on. But when the game actually matters, they do play a little bit of defense, like towards the end. And goalies always try hard during, like, not during like the skill shootouts, but during the actual game, they try pretty hard. You're telling me they try hard, and the game was freaking twelve to nine or something yesterday. They're they playing do against not the try best hard. players. It doesn't in the world. matter. Yes, man. it does. It makes twelve a big to nine. You also have the great defend, greatest defenders. Tim Thomas too. played his ass off. There's no way you give up twelve goals. Oh my! Or nine he goals. He only gave up like two goals actually. Or right, well, whatever. Sw- I mean, they switch in four goalies. Here's why it's not the best. And on top of that, no one got hurt, <clears throat> so that's always good. No injuries. Yeah. Best part of hockey is the hits. So yeah, there weren't any fights. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, that is wrong. Uh, the greatest All Star Weekend is baseball for many reasons. Uh, oh baseball is Americans' pastime. I'm just gonna throw that little thing out there for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, how the many, game how many actually, of our listeners actually watch baseball? Don't worry, I'll wait. Doesn't matter. The game actually means something. Literally, something is determined. That's the so only people, good thing. No, there's plenty of good things. That's the only. Good when thing. is NHL on TV? When is it on TV? It's on TV every night. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying when was the All-Star game on? What time? Uh, Four. Wow. Good time slot. Uh, MLB, MLB gets like the... No, is that prime time? Absolutely not. MLB gets the prime time because well, it's people important. People aren't into hockey yet. Hockey is growing in popularity. Even... All right. What time was it in Canada when it was there? I'm sure it was like an early game, but it wasn't prime time. There's early risers <coughs> in Canada. <laughs> all right. I'll give you that. Hockey Canada's a weird place. Canada's a weird place. They're weird critters over there. But anyway... Uh, baseball, you have the home run derby. There's always a special event, whether it be... That's never entertaining. You're kidding me. That, you know it is. For me. No, it doesn't, man. It gets so Josh Hamilton watching that old 95-year-old that was, that throwing like pitches. One, that was great. It got boring for me last uh, year. It's good seeing... Baseball All-Star Game is the only game where the product is as close to the regular season as it is in the All-Star Games. For instance, in the NBA... Literally no defense. I mean, that's that's actually pretty close to uh, regular season. I, I would but there's say no. I would say NBA All Star Game is the closest to like the end. What do you mean? Like it's the, the closest to like a regular product. I think it's the best. Like, you're, even you're, over baseball? Yeah, I think so. No way! How? Because when it comes down to crunch time, like you know, like certain players are going to get the ball. Like they don't play defense for like three quarters, but then in the fourth quarter they all of a sudden want to turn it up. Like they show their competitive why? nature. Why do they want to? I don't know. Baseball, they have a reason to, and they like. Did you watch it last? But they year? do though. Like, I was, mean, it doesn't matter that they don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, it just matters that they do. Now in baseball, there's actually incentives. So on top of their competitiveness, which they are, they're competitive people. There's actually like an incentive for winning the game. So they're all trying. And baseball, on top of any other sport, is more, more, much more of an individual sport. You just do your job and you win. So all the players, like it's not you can't slack off and make it plays look cool on defense. Really, so you just you just play baseball the way you know how. So it's just. 
It's just the best. NBA, but do you MLB really? Is, is do you best. really honestly enjoy sitting down watching a nine-inning baseball game? I, I used to not to, but in the last four or five years, I I because I know, do. like I will because I'm a huge baseball fan. But I honestly don't know a lot of people who will sit down and watch more than three innings of a baseball game, which I don't think, which is why I don't think it's like the most entertaining as a whole. Simply because the sport is just not as entertaining as hockey is for me. But well, we differ there. Yeah, we have a tweet in from Tyler. Lawrence, again, the uh, MLB is the best one of the four by far. They're playing for home field advantage. Most entertaining would be the NBA All-Star Weekend. You know, people, I don't think people, I think people are just talking about the games here. I don't think a lot of people are talking about, like, the excess stuff that comes in. Like, MLB Weekend, I mean, although I don't think it's as entertaining, they do have, like, the celebrity all, like the celebrity uh-huh. game where, like, random people are kind of playing softball. They have the home run derby. I think they need another skills competition, though. And then the NBA weekend has a ton of stuff. Yeah. They've got rookie, sophomore challenge, uh, that celebrity little shootout thing. They've got horse. I don't know why, but they do. They've got the a lot of The dunk cool contest stuff. has lost a lot of muster for that's, me. That's why I think that it's not like one of the best, because the dunk We've contest... We've all seen the We're same running things. out of things for them to do. Like, and last year, they, my boy JaVale McGee trying to like, defy robbed. gravity, and it's just un- unbelievable. They can't do it. Blake Griffin should not have won last year. But anyway, that, that, that'll just sum up our debate. We'll try and do that every... Uh, Every episode from now Trial on. Trial run. Let us know what you think. Yeah. So uh, we're going to head on to another commercial break because we have to. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Senior Bowl, whose stock went up, whose stock went down. And then, hey, may- maybe we'll talk about the most important game of the year, the Super Bowl. Yeah, you thought we were going to forget it. We didn't. So be sure to come back for that. This is Hurry Up Offense. Check it out. 
Welcome back to Hurry Up Offense. That was an awesome song, but an even better music video. I think it was an all right song and an awesome Okay, okay music an all right video. song. Let's settle for all right song. <coughs> I'll lose that argument. But the music video is hilarious. <laughs> that if, is you guys funny. Get, if you guys get a chance, check it out. It's the first time I've it's seen it. It's worth it for us. This is Hurry Up Offense. <coughs> I'm Alan Etzler. He is Sean Peltier. Uh, we're going to get right into recapping the Senior Bowl now, which, in my opinion, is one of the biggest games of the year because it really kind of can determine whether a senior coming out of college makes or breaks his draft stock, depending on how he performs at the game. So we want to get into, like, really all I care about in life is the NFL draft. So I want to get into, like, who the ups, who whose draft stock went up and whose draft stock went down that you saw over the entire weekend because there was three practice days, two, two practice days, three practice three days? Three or something. Three practice days in the game. So we'll get right into that. Uh, first of all, I'd just like to point out a, another Mike Shanahan-led team lost and only scored one touchdown, so that was kind of bad. Yeah, to the Vikings. <coughs> so. Coaching team. There wasn't really a player this year like uh, a Christian Ponder last year that really just put his name above. Like he, w- Christian Ponder last year went from being maybe a third-round quarterback to apparently the 12th, pick, the 12th in the draft, pick in the draft. Apparently. There there wasn't that guy this year. Uh, well, we actually don't know that because we haven't had the draft. No, yet. but like when, pe- when people saw it, they were like, wow, well, he can actually play in the NFL and he looks like he could be good. And no one really, no one really came out like that. Yeah, definitely not. I don't know why he went twelve, but for me, you just want to do like one and one, or you want to do all five? What do you want to do? Yeah, we'll do one and one. That sounds good. All right. Uh, Up and down. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Brandon Whedon had a fantastic practice. Uh, Everyone was raving about him. He was by far the best quarterback practicing. But when it came time to play the game, first of all, the dude's 28. He'll be 29 by the time the draft comes or, or the season starts. So that ain't good. Uh, yeah, he's older than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, his stat line for the game was 5 for 9, 56 yards, 2 interceptions. Not good. But his practice showed leadership. He showed he could make every throw. He would have to come in and start right away because he's not going to be like a franchise guy you can sit down for two years because then he'll retire. Here's my perfect situation for that kid is they bring him in for the Jets. The goddamn Jets. To, like, push Mark Sanchez because he's kind well, I wouldn't say he's starter ready, but he's old enough to be starter ready and he can make the throws. So maybe he comes in and, and goes, I think he might fit there a little bit. Maybe like a second-round pick. I'll give you that, and I'll raise you one Peyton Manning to the Jets. Well, I, I think that I, should happen. I can see that, too. I wouldn't yeah. be mad about that. All right, what, who's your up? My first up is Marvin McNutt, a wide receiver out of cool Iowa. Cool last name, McNutt. Yeah, that's kind of cool, huh? I draft him in uh, Madden all the time. <laughs> um, he's like 6'2 or something. He really showed good explosiveness and great route running for a big guy with strong hands. He catches everything. I mean, if you're 6'2 and you run good routes, you get open and you can catch the ball. I think that equals NFL wide receiver. Could be. He, he's not slow. So, I mean, if he runs a good 40 at the combine, I think his draft stock shoots up even more. So I thought he helped himself a lot. Uh, my next guy is a guy that impressed me the most out of this entire event, and that's Jerron Kreiner. He's a wide receiver from Arizona. In that game, he had six catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he was a very productive college player. Uh, throughout his career at Arizona, he had 209 catches, 2,859 yards, and 32 touchdowns. Uh, a lot of people don't know if that can translate. He had a good game against NFL top NFL prospects. Measures at 6'4", 215, I think. He's, he went from being a third-day kind of guy, and he's creeping into the second day, second, third-round pick, and now I want my skins to get him. Did you? Did you? I don't know if you said this, because I really wasn't listening to you. Did he, didn't he make like a miraculous catch in this game? 
I feel like I remember him making an outstanding catch. I don't know. All I know, I have no idea. I think he did. I think he made an incredible catch that everyone, like, that's when everybody was like, okay, this kid can actually really play. My next guy is a consensus consensus top ten pick, Quentin Copels. And he's an interesting case to me because he's got the talent. He's got the potential to be a dominant defensive lineman, I think. And he had two and a half sacks or something in the game. Played really well. He's a standout. I don't know how you increase your draft stock from top ten pick, but he did. It's top five. I guess he is a top five now. I don't know who's going to pick him. but um, the, My question for, for him is, why hasn't he been doing this his entire college career? Why has he had so many games where he's been just kind of <clears throat> not there, like just not impactful? That's that's my only question about him is his consistency and like maybe like his preparation for the game, I guess I would say. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Uh, he had a great season year before last, yeah. but he fell off wasn't, this wasn't year. Wasn't he suspended last year? Yeah, he had that. Uh, With all those other North Carolina guys? I think. Think so. I, I think, don't know. He would have been a top pick the whole year, yeah. but but uh, yeah, he definitely helped out. Uh, I'm gonna go to a guy, a guy that really helped the stock uh, would be Janoris Jenkins from North Alabama. He's a cornerback who uh, some of you may remember. He was suspended from Florida for being arrested. I forget what he was arrested for. Probably I believe drugs. it was marijuana. Yeah, most likely. Um, no, no. Small guy, five ten. Stereotypes. No, no, no. <laughs> don't put me in there. Uh, Janoris Jenkins had a great uh, couple days of practice, showed up well in the game. Uh, he moved himself into an early second-round kind of guy, possibly maybe the uh, fourth cornerback taken. Uh, so he really helped his stock out. third. Yeah, he could be. I mean, it all depends how he does as a pro day. We need to see some consistency because he played at North Alabama last year. So he just dominated. Yeah, just dominated those he did guys. Great. I can't even imagine playing. His returning him. abilities really helps his draft stock too. So yeah. he helped himself out a little bit. Versatile. I'll yeah. see your corner and raise you another corner, and I'll go with Brandon Boykin from University of Georgia. Now a small guy. A lot of people say he might not translate because he's like five nine, hundred and eighty pounds or something. Hey, size doesn't matter. But the guy right. is super fast. They That's say the he's good in, in pass coverage. He's fluid. He's got good hip movement. And they say he's he's got all the makings to be a late first round pick. He was a second or a third coming into this draft, so he he impact or he rose his draft stock a little bit, I guess. All right, uh, I'll just pick one more. I feel like this is dragging out. Uh, I'm gonna go with quarterback Nick Foles from Arizona. He's the guy throwing Jerron Kreiner the balls. Uh, Nick Fo- he, Foles had a lot of question marks about uh, his footwork, his accuracy, just pretty much everything. Uh, he was a productive quarterback at Arizona, but a lot of people weren't too high on him. He had an awful couple days of practice. A lot of people did not expect what happened. But when he got into the game, he was the best quarterback in the game, uh, going 11 for 15, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, looked pretty good. We'll have to see what he does in the combine. But I don't really see a quarterback in this group that went out there and uh, put themselves as the third quarterback in the draft behind uh, Luck and Griffin. So, I think it's got to be Tannehill at this point. Yeah, it has to be. Um, yeah, it's a good thing we didn't do one person for every position like I thought. Oh my that would have been stupid. I'm going to pick the MVP of the game, Mr. Isaiah P. I, I mean, you can't be the MVP and not help your draft stock. He was like a late third, fourth rounder coming in this game. He showed run, uh, um, running back ability, wide receiver ability. He's got punt return ability. I sort of see him as like a better Dexter McCluster maybe at the Can't next get much level. much worse than him right now. Uh, he's got good speed, good moves. 
He can play a lot of different positions. I think he's like at most a change of pace back, but he could impact the team in a lot of ways. I think. So his stock rose a little bit from. All right, let's just instead of doing the alternate, we're just going to name our guys that uh, hurt their stock in this game because we want to get to some Super Bowl talk before we sign off. Uh, with the stock going down, there's four guys that stuck out to me. There's the cornerback Alfonso Denard from Nebraska. A lot of people saw him as a third cornerback uh, coming into this draft, and before he got injured in the Senior Bowl, he actually didn't play in it. But before he got hurt, he he just didn't look impressive at all. So he didn't help himself out. Jarrell Robinson, wide receiver from Arizona State. Um, a lot of people saw him as a second-round guy. Just didn't impress anyone. He couldn't get any separation from corners, so that's not good. Last two are quarterbacks. Kellen Moore, no surprise, he doesn't have an arm. He's got the arm of a four-year-old girl. Uh, his accuracy can only help wow. him out so much. That's a bold statement. A lot of people, literally four everyone. Four-year-old <clears throat> girl. Yes. Someone find me a four-year-old girl, and I guarantee she'll like, throw that guy. Good God. Kellen Does Moore, I've never been softball? a fan of him. Possibly. Jeez. She's a hell of an athlete. I hope my fourth-grade four-year-old girl can throw good. So my last quarterback is someone that I liked, was Ryan Lindley. I really liked him coming into the draft, but a lot of people, uh, kinda... just it really just summed up what people had said about him. He's very inconsistent. He overthrows his receivers a lot. His yeah, judgment making, hitting people in judgment making is not very good, but that could have been just timing. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to bail on him yet, but right now they're saying he could go undrafted. What's your four guys? Or my whatever f- amount. You my were. four guys are Dwight Jones, the wide receiver from North Carolina. He's kind of the opposite of Marvin McNutt. He really wasn't very good all week at anything. Um, he's a big guy, though. So I think he he was like a second, third rounder. He probably dropped to like the fourth or something. Zebri Sanders, an offensive lineman from Florida State. I mean, who really cares about offensive linemen, right? Uh, I Redskins do. Redskins should. Um, this guy did really bad and got killed in drills and couldn't hold blocks or do anything, really. Um a guy I really liked, I know Sean talked about a guy he liked, a guy I really liked coming into this was Bruce Irvin, the outside linebacker from West Virginia. Um, I don't think he hurt his stock in like his playing ability, but I think he hurt his stock in that he can't fit a 4-3 offense like or a 4-3 defense like a lot of people thought he could. He's going to have to play a 3-4 outside linebacker most likely. So, or maybe a 4-3 outside linebacker. I don't know if he can do that. He's more of like a pass rusher, but... He, his stock definitely got hurt a little bit tonight, uh, this weekend. And Chris Polk, uh, running back from Washington, didn't he have a like a huge year last year? Yeah, he's and a good then, running and back. He was really bad this year. Well, and didn't re- like he really didn't do anything at all in the Senior Bowl. And yeah. but running backs rarely bad. do in this game because it's more about seeing what the quarterbacks and receivers can do. So running backs, they find out more about them during. Uh, yeah, Doug Martin raised days. his stock though. He was pretty. Yeah. Good. yeah. Uh, so uh, that's all for me. That's that's all I've got. All right, you, so we're gonna move on to this. this <laughs> yeah, we got a couple here. minutes for Super Bowl. This Super Bowl thing. Super what Bowl Forty Six. So as you all know, two teams in it: Giants and Patriots. Giants are the fourth seed in the NFC, but they kind of scooted their way in by winning the NFC East with uh, the last game of the year. They were nine and seven. Yeah, worst record. Division. Worst record of the NFC playoff teams, but they are the hottest team in the NFL. They beat Atlanta twenty-four to two. They beat Green Bay 37-20, to which is basically like shutting out Green Bay. Don't mention this next game. That was game. great. They whooped San Francisco's ass 20-17. Uh, no Absolutely killed them. The game wasn't even close. <laughs> beat them 20-17. to Now the Niners look good. Uh, impressing. So that's how they got there. Giant or Patriots, on the other hand, took, took a separate route to getting there. They're the number one seed in the AFC with a 13-3 and record. They beat the Tebow-led Broncos. One more time. The Tebow-led Bronco, Broncos 45-10. to 
Good job, Tebow. Did I tell you, that Hell was probably the most boring playoff game I've ever yep, seen absolutely. in my life. I, I knew that it was, was coming, too. That was terrible. Uh, and then they beat the Ravens last week 23-20 to on a game that I don't know if they had a lot of business winning, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, so that's how the, both those teams got there. Patriots, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, that That's pretty much all the background information What's your, info what's you your need. thoughts on that right now, the three-and-a-half-point? You think that's fair? I thought it was fair. I thought it would be fair if Gronk was healthy. Yeah, exactly. They know they know Gron- Gronkowski's not healthy. They're not changing the line. They know the Giants are the hottest team in the NFL. They're not changing the line. What does it take for them to, like to change this line? I mean, I feel Tom like Tom Brady's death. I feel like Vegas is kind of screwing themselves here, especially <laughs> yeah. if Gronk isn't healthy. If yeah. he's not healthy enough to play in the game or like be a major factor in the game, he's going to have to be a huge factor for the Patriots to have a chance. They just don't have enough receivers. And the thing is, the Patriots, they were 13-3, and but you could argue that their first impressive win of the season was last week against the Ravens. They hadn't beaten a, they hadn't beaten a team over 500 until the playoffs. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> That's bad. They were not a great team. They were in a, a, down, a division in a down year. The Bills came out hot, but they were just an awful team down the stretch. Uh, New, New, I really, this is not the Super Bowl I wanted. I, I don't mind it. I wanted the Harbaugh Bowl. I wanted I wanted the Packers and Ravens, but we're not having that. Yeah, uh, I love Joe Flacco. I do. All right. Uh, their first the the Patriots' first two playoff wins came against awful offenses in the uh, Ravens and Broncos. Those those offenses never really get started. Uh, so for them to go against the Giants and Eli and all those receivers, it, it's going to be a challenge for this team. They they have met once before this uh, this season. It was Week Nine. The Giants ended up winning 24-20 to over New England. Uh, Eli, in that game, led a game-winning drive with under two minutes left in the game. I think he threw a touchdown in like with 19 it, seconds left. It was left. to Jake Ballard. Can I, can I just interject real quick? Do you, no. think so, that um, was, do you think that was the point where people started like legitimately saying Eli was elite? Uh, I, I think you'd have to say that. I mean, that... I, I think there was a couple other games where he came back. I think they said it against the Dallas game. I'm not sure if that was come, before or after. He's had six or seven fourth-quarter comebacks this year. He had he's one great. last weekend. Yeah. I mean, if you don't think he's elite now, I don't know what, what quarterback you're watching. It's uh, amazing. In that game as well, uh, Wes Wilker and Gronkowski combined for 17 catches, 237 yards, and a touchdown. The rest of the team, 11 good. catches, 103, and a touchdown. So you can see that most of the production comes from Walker and Gronk, and if Gronk isn't healthy, he's going to go out there and play, obviously, because he's the damn man. But how effective is he going to be making his cuts when he's out in routes? I mean, I think Michael Boley, who is the uh, cover specialist linebacker for the Giants, he actually did a good job covering Gronk last uh, time they played. I mean, the stats don't really show that, but Gronkowski's just a great athlete. He could have been worse. (laughs) He put up bigger numbers. Uh, but Bowley could shut that down. I mean, if you if you just press him at the line and make him make really hard cuts, that 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 ankle's not going to hold up because that's a high ankle sprain. That's not good. And that injury hurts them in like so many more ways because it takes a lot of their creativity out of their offense. Because now if Gronk isn't like effective enough to like be on the field and like make an impact, Aaron Hernandez has to go play tight end, which means they can't do that little formation where he lines up at halfback, which he's been pretty good at so far. That takes a lot of like a good amount of packages out of their, their entire offense. Yeah, uh, ultimately, it's all going to come down to him. Uh, 
how effective he is playing. I mean, Brady's a hell of a quarterback, but the receiving core that they have around them right now is not very good. The The Giants' defense is playing better than anyone in the league right now. Their, their little NASCAR lineup is awesome. They call it NASCAR when they put their four defensive ends in the game at the same time. They don't bliss anyone but them four. And they always get pressure. It's 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 the coolest thing I've ever seen. I don't know why more uh, uh, more defenses don't pick that up. Steve Spagnolo created it when he was a defensive coordinator there, and he didn't bring it with him. He didn't. I guess he didn't draft enough defensive ends down there in St. Louis. But that's an awesome formation, and they they always wreak havoc. And that that's going to be how they win this game. Good story there on the defensive line with Jason Pierre-Paul. <coughs> yeah. His uh, dad, who's blind, has been blind all of Jason Pierre-Paul's life pretty much, is going to be at his first game that Pierre-Paul's ever played <coughs> in the NFL. So that, I, that's a really a really intriguing story. And if you watch the what, what was it ESPN documentary type thing, if you watch that, it's, it's really kind of lighthearted. It's nice. <laughs> it's a good feeling. All right, so... There's all you need to know. In this game, I am picking the New York Giants. I think they're going to win big. I don't think this game's going to be close. The Giant Eli is playing be- better quarterback than Tom Brady, probably better than anyone in the league right now. His receivers are playing great. His offensive lineman's always or offensive line has always been good. Their defense is great. Uh I think they win by 10, by 13. That's by, big. by 13. It's big considering Right, well, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say I think they're going to win big and that Tom Brady's ever going to get blown out of a game with Bill Belichick or whatever, but I do think that I am picking the New York Giants for this game. Um, I think I'm picking it on another fourth quarter comeback by old Eli. Uh, that's, that's really all I'm thinking is just fourth. it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and I think Eli's going to make the comeback. I, th- I think he's just got a little more clutch gene than Tom Brady right now. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. No, oh, I definitely agree with that. He is clutch. And if you don't believe us, we, we both picked the Giants, but if you don't believe us or if you don't want to trust us, uh, why don't you trust Princess? Princess is the star of New Jersey's Popcorn Park Zoo. Uh, she has correctly picked the winner. What animal is she? Uh, is she an I, octopus? No, she's a... Uh, there was an octopus who predicted like World Cup winners yeah. and stuff. What was this? It was a... I forget what animal it was, but it's an animal, so that's cool. Um... It correctly picked the winner of five of the last six Super Bowls. The only one it incorrectly picked was Indianapolis over New Orleans, but I'm sure a lot of people messed that one up. What she does is her owner puts graham crackers in each of his hands, and he labels the graham crackers. This time he did New England and New York. And Princess went ahead and picked New York. Princess is a camel. Camel. Trust the camel. A two-humped camel. Ooh, two humps. Two humps. It's nice. So Camel picked New York. Sean picked New York. Alan picked New York. You should pick New York. All yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. That was really unnecessary. <clears throat> my voice is dying. I don't have my due. Pretty yeah, we angry really man. can't. We can't afford to go till twelve because Sean will. Sean will just die. I need my Mountain Dew, man. We we're gonna have to go. <coughs> we have no choice but to leave right now. <laughs> we had a whole other show planned, but we can't because I don't have my Mountain Dew. That's gonna do it for us here at Hurry Up Offense. I'm Alan Etzler. I'm Sean Pelletier. This is WMEC Sports Radio.